I love these microphone stands. You do? Great stands. Oh, I hate you. my stands. Now I'm beating myself over not having nicer stands. I'll get you some stands. Tonight's the night. Do anything that you want me to, but don't hurt me. It's a jumble of a bunch of stuff because I'm all over the place tonight. Much in the making, the name calling, the threats, the jealousy, the seduction, the madness. And it all comes to fruition with today's episode on what will be an instant classic PCAST. And it all starts right now. Well, here we are, the Dave Doskale Podcast, with special guest, many months in the making, Esther Koo, everybody. Hello. The lovely Esther Koo. Lovely? Yeah. What? Oh, everybody knows that. Uh, Let's face it, you're <laughs> stunningly gorgeous. Well, you think so. So does everybody else. How do you know? I don't know. That's what always comes up when somebody mentions your name. No way. God, she's hot. Really? Is that bad or good? Uh, you, you're probably you probably and, prefer right because you prefer like God, she's funny. Yeah, you prefer that. Yeah, I understand that. It's good and bad. Of course, I love it. Why would you like it? I I don't mind telling you, and I'm sure you know a lot of us uh, comedian folk boys that would love to hear that. Uh, God, he's hot. You know. <laughs> It can't just be Russ Maneve, right? I mean, there's got to be a couple other comics that are very good looking. Yeah. I just find Russ Maneve the most attractive of all comics. You do? I you do. Should, every, I think everybody should write their own BuzzFeed list of top 50 fuckable comedians. Girls or boys? Well, whatever you're attracted to. You would write it for... Girls? No, no, no. You just said Russ Maneve is hot. So he is. So you would write it for guys. <laughs> Well, it would be interesting to find out uh, which guys are, you know, I mean, guy, I mean, comics are not usually attractive. I mean, Russ Maneev is like a classically good-looking guy, but, you know, not everybody's attracted to that classic good-looking type. What? <laughs> I think you're mistaken. Sure they are. No. That's what my entire uh, life has been, you know, I've been taught that everybody's... Attracted to the classic good-looking type. No, we're not. Well, I don't you know learned, what's the matter with you. You though. learned wrong. Are you sure? Yes. Let's think of another good-looking comic. Boy. A boy. I mean, we know there's comic. a couple of girls now, and of course, I'm you know, not attracted to like good-looking people. I don't know. You like Kevin Brennan? He used to be case, the most attractive comic. <laughs> well, he used to be. I mean, he's still pretty good-looking, but he used to be the most attractive of all comics. He was before Russ Maneev came to uh, came to town. So does he hate <laughs> Russ? Uh, well, I assume I just assume he hated everybody. So anybody he that's hates me more than he hates you. To, uh, no, he he doesn't hate you, right? I think. Well, uh, I mean, I know you had a crush on him or or whatever it was. Why are you trying to put it in the past that? tense? Yo? I don't know. I thought that you were on a show, and maybe so, and then you realize why the hell am I? Would I like this guy? You thought I came to my senses? Maybe. Never. Well, no, I mean, everybody likes Kevin and everybody's... Uh, Not everybody likes Kevin. A lot of people hate him. Oh, that's true, actually. Yeah. That's because he hates everybody. I think he... He hates them first and then they hate him for hating him, for hating them. I've never hated him. 
I'm one I of know. the few people. I love him. That thinks he's I love him. Badass. He, his commitment to the truth. <laughs> no, his goes... commitment to just being a ridiculous ass. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like, like no matter what the cost. Isn't he so lovable? Well, I think so. Yes. But you're, I don't know if I can find anyone else who feels that way. I mean, I've always thought so. I've known him since like 1987. Wow. Yeah. And um, tell me some stories about Kevin Brennan. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are no stories because it's like he's, he's a strange dude, you know? Like he. Did he carry a brief- briefcase with him? I feel like he did carry a briefcase with him. Why did you mention that? Because people have I've heard that about him. Yeah, that's right. He used to he carry used to a briefcase. He used to carry a briefcase everywhere. Yeah. He was that guy. <laughs> he was he that was guy. He was that antisocial guy <laughs> carrying a briefcase. Right, well, that's the thing. He was a little antisocial, but that's and what made him little, so funny. He's a little bizarre. Oh, he's very bizarre. Right? I don't think it's just a little. I think bizarre people are very lovable, aren't they? It depends on the case, but I think he is. Yeah. I mean, I, I find him to be completely hilarious and adorable. Now, if this was Lenny Marcus talking, you know, he might feel differently. I know. What's Lenny's problem? Well, <laughs> Lenny, I don't think Lenny was prepared when they started doing their podcast together that Kevin was, I don't know what he was thinking. Everybody knows the way Kevin is. I don't know what Lenny was thinking was going to happen. He's impossible to work with. It's a fact. Not if Doesn't you mean love he's not him. funny. Len- Lenny does not love him. He didn't even invite him to his wedding. I know. I thought. I was surprised. Like, everybody's like, oh, Lenny quit the show. I'm like, no. Like, Lenny broke up with Kevin. It's true. And Kevin's, like, left, like, heartbroken. I think you're right. I mean, I talked to him after the breakup. We had a, actually, we had a long talk, and he was explaining what happened and why. And I was actually very surprised that he couldn't um, invite him. But it wasn't Lenny's, Lenny's the, fault. It Lenny's was his wife. asshole. It was his wife that instructed him not to be invited to the wedding. And in a way, you can't blame her. Because even as Esty says at the Comedy Cellar, she's a civilian. And he used to really just say horrible things about her. And I guess when you're saying horrible things about somebody's wife, normally a comedian can handle it. But again, she's a civilian. So she's like, he's not coming to my wedding. Now, she's not black, but I just did it in that accent anyway. Wow. (laughs) He ain't coming to our wedding. Well, I don't know the stuff that he said about her. Well, he was saying, you know, stuff that he's been saying for 30 years, except that um, this time she just didn't care for it. And she's not a comic, so you can't blame her. But she's with a comedian. If you're with a comedian, you have to understand that. But she's with Lenny Marcus. He's not like a normal comedian. I mean, he is a normal comedian. He's not your like comedian a comedian husband. Is going to have comedian friends and. Yes, but he's a. a but you should have seen all the comedians that were at his wedding. I was there, and really, I besides Robert Kelly, they were all probably the nicest, politest comedians I know. <laughs> you know oh, what I'm saying? Yeah, they wouldn't cause a scene. <laughs> and Robert Kelly is adorable. And I so mean, it's I if I was Lenny's fiance, I would want Kevin Brennan there because I would want a funny wedding. I know. Well, he, him, and his wife did not feel that way. It was a very straightforward wedding. The best part about it was Tom Papa married them. I bet that Did was funny. It was great. It was really funny. Yeah. So it wasn't your typical wedding, but everything after that was very typical. But I can see, you know, he does, he's just not that way. And neither is, and his wife certainly isn't. Even though she's a delight, I can understand if you're just getting in. Like my sister thinks. I had a, I had a dream with them in it. With Lenny and his wife? Yeah. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> I forget what happened in the dream, but that's odd. Have I you bu- met her? I bumped. I've never met her. Oh, I bumped into the. I bumped into them in my dream. 
what what does we his wife just, look like in your dream? She was really pretty. Oh, well, she's really pretty in real life. Yeah. <laughs> and very nice. Um, but you can understand if somebody's not in comedy how they might find Kevin's stuff insulting. No? I don't know. No, you'll never understand. I don't understand anybody who would get mad at him. It's I think it's funny. Well, I think, I think he's funny too, and there's nothing funnier than him going on a rant for a half hour about how curious George I think is an asshole. If somebody's asshole, mean you know. to you, <laughs> as long as it was funny, it's fine. As long as the funny like passes surpasses the meanness. I think it depends on the individual. Yeah, you of know? course, it's all subjective. And I don't think normal people feel that way. I think people don't get if you're, you know, I mean, I'm pretty lucky. I'm mean to a lot of people, and they seem to get it. I'm very much like Kevin in many ways. He's worse. Don't give yourself so much credit. But I've been trying to be more polite as I've gotten older. <laughs> I know. You know what? I'm trying to be more polite too. Like I complimented a woman on her legs, on her pants today. Yeah. And I felt good about it. Like I need to be complimenting people more. Well. Because I don't do it. Uh, you're, I mean. I mean, I We haven't seen, it. we saw each other. We've only actually met each other twice. First time was a disaster. <laughs> And the second time was okay. The second time, I don't remember. That was just at the comedy. Well, you're always high. <laughs> oh, at the comedy show. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and today, meeting you, you come through the door. You just, I mean, we're having a normal conversation. I mean, you seem like such a nice girl. I don't know what happened the other times. Maybe I was just, um, I mean, you just seem normal and nice. And I think when you, I, you know, I was, you know, by the way, I saw you did a podcast with, uh, not Opie, but the other guy, Anthony Kumia. Uh-huh. And watching you do a podcast, you're like a total professional. Well, I guess you are a professional. That's the thing. Everything, when you're doing comedy, you're completely professional. I guess I I don't know you that well. And, you know, I got so angry the first time that we met uh-huh. that um, maybe I just didn't, I don't know, I was disenchanted a little. But you seem like a very nice person. <laughs> oh, my God. Is this? come to wow that was so easy well so when you're like i, w- I thought you, you i thought i was gonna come here and you were gonna yell at me no 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 i want to no i i'm fascinated by you i'm absolutely fascinated by you i think you know after meeting you and and the, and the conflict we got into and we can i mean uh, you know again i i question your what your end game is of course on you know uh what happened i i mean i've talked about it on the podcast already i don't know whether we need to go into it again or if you care if you don't want to but you know if you want to talk about what happened it's uh i thought that's why i'm here but well yes yes but i wasn't sure because yeah you know you said you wanted to make out and then uh and then you took it back i i i I asked you a trick question is what happened well explain it in your terms that i didn't seem to catch in my head well, okay, I met you on the sidewalk, right? Right. And I'd heard about you from Chris Murphy. Right. And from Richard Klein and from various other comedians. I've heard about you. I've heard Dave Juskow's name, like, for years. Everybody has. Yeah. <laughs> but I also heard about you, but too. I, but I've never met you. And they were like, well, he does comedy. I'm like, well, how come I never see him? Like, Yeah, because I'm not good. You're not, like, out there every night. Oh, I'm out there, man. Are you? No, no, I'm not out there okay. doing comedy. I'm out, out there. there. I'm out there, man. Uh, no, I yeah, I, I do comedy very rarely because I'm not good at it. So yeah. I tend to like do a good show and then leave for six months. Oh. Rest on my laurels. <laughs> Holy shit, are you serious? Yeah, it works like a charm. That's why you've heard about me. It's working. 
Kind of. <laughs> probably why I have a regular job. <laughs> seemed like I a good idea at the time. I, I have a solution for you. Do you want my advice? Of course. I think we should... I think you need some, like, feng shui in your apartment. Oh, yeah, no, this apartment's disgusting. I, it's like, I just don't know yeah. what... I am... The only reason people don't think I'm gay is because when they come over here, they see clearly yeah. I'm a dude. Because my apartment's a mess, my clothing is disgusting. Otherwise, I'm just gay. I mean, everybody would just think I was gay. If it wasn't for my yeah, clothing you know in, and my in, apartment. In people's apartments who are messy, I start getting anxiety. Well, I'm not messy. I mean, things are clean. Well, this is, me- <laughs> this is messy. Oh, yes, it's true. I'm moving stuff around. It's usually clean. The cleaning lady comes. It looks nice. Um, no, you know what's funny? I grew up in a really messy house. Oh, you did? No, I didn't. I grew up in an immaculate clean house. What? Yeah, we my mother opposite. was crazy. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm not, it's not messy. It's just, it's all stuff that's in the way that needs to be moved, which I'm going to do this week. Because I move stuff around. Yeah. And when the cleaning lady comes, it usually looks pretty good. But, I mean, it's still not How decorated. How clean if you're not clean? Yeah, she's, I usually clean before she comes. large objects. Well, it's not dirty. It's not like filthy. You know, it's just she cleans the, you know, it's not dirty yeah. stuff. Yeah. But I agree that it's kind of yucky right now. <laughs> Most people come over like, God, your apartment's so clean. Um, But I know it's like I just cleaned off that table in the kitchen over there. It was full of stuff. I'm going slowly. Good job. (laughs) I'm doing the best I can. Uh, Meanwhile, I've lived here 20 years. It looks like I just moved in. That's true, too. I know. I just don't know how to decorate. Well, at least it's not full of stuff. You should hire somebody to decorate for you. Yeah, I've thought about doing that multiple times, but I don't know. It would change your whole life. I believe you. I think you're right. So you got to clean, you got to... This is what you come home to every day. Yeah. You know, you want it to be something peaceful, put some color up. I know, I've seen... pictures of yourself on the wall. Speaking of color, I've never even had a black person in this apartment. I mean, there's no been no color whatsoever. Wow. Yeah. Am I the first yellow? No. Um, my friend Alan, his husband, they're homosexuals. <laughs> uh, he's Korean. Uh-huh. You're Korean, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's Korean as you well. You too, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. We went to, on Saturday after Halloween, we went to a Korean restaurant down on you know 32nd Street, but like a really good one where only Koreans go. And my friend Alan, Lee is Korean, but Alan speaks Korean. Lee speaks no Korean. He was adopted and brought up in Minnesota, and he speaks no Korean. And Alan... The, my you know Jewish friend <laughs> like speaks Korean and he gets us into these Korean places and knows how to order for us. It's unbelievable. It was one of the b- best meals I've ever had. Dude, isn't it the best? We yeah. should go sometime. Yeah, no, I would love not just Korean barbecue, like just Korean. F- I like everything Korean. Like it's, I love it. Did you like the food? I loved the food. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, it was it was fantastic. I can't remember the name of the place. I have it written down, but it's like. You know, there was a bouncer when we went in, but my friend Alan seemed to know the bouncer, and they just let us right in. And it was only Korean people, and it's open late. I mean, it was hopping at 2 it's in the morning. It's open 24-7. I think it is. Yeah. They all are? Yeah, we're all nocturnal. Mm. We can't sleep ever. I noticed that. Why yeah. is that? Probably because North Korea. Because you're always afraid they're going to Yeah, like at suspicious. any moment, they could be like, everybody go to the other coast, you know? Like, you're... You never know. Oh, I dated a Korean girl once, too. Did you? I forgot about that. She was really pretty. Like you. Did she... But um, I got confused. Was she crazy? Crazy, but in a completely different way. Like, uh, more like crazy, like, 
you know, I'm really feeling your energy and it, you know, it's really coming at me like that kind of crazy, you know, like, like hippie. not, yeah, yeah. New like age, new agey. Yeah. Bizarre. Yeah. And that's girl. why, um, it wasn't working. Was she emotional? No. She was cold. <laughs> yeah. A little cold, but just the hippie ish. It was very odd. Wow. You lucked, yeah. you lucked out. Most of us are a lot crazier than that. Yeah, no, no. She wasn't crazy at all. Yeah. Her sister's a little crazy. I'm still in touch with her. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, and then she married a... Or, or, I, I guess they're married. Then she married a guy who was even older than, and whiter than me. Like, <laughs> like I was surprised that she moved on to... <laughs> I thought she would go with younger and... Right. How could she move on after breaking up with you, Dave right? Pascal? Well, I didn't think she would I be mean, able to. I'm she got on she immediately. She didn't kill herself. Why? Because three of my other girlfriends have? Did they? Oh, I thought that's what you knew. Yes, they did. Oh, I've yeah. had three girlfriends that have committed suicide. I did know that. Murphy probably told you. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. Well, we had a mutual one that committed suicide. That's why we you always bond over that. Yeah. Oh, my Can you God. imagine? Wouldn't you? I mean, if you slept with both me and really, Murphy. Were you really sad when that happened? <laughs> no. No. There was only one that was tragic. The other two were hilarious. Why? Well, the the first one, I mean, she just wanted to go, you know. It's like she tried a couple times. And then she sent us a pot to smoke at her funeral. And she's like, yeah, I just want that out. It's cool. Don't worry about it. Yeah, she was cool. And then we what do you sp- mean? She left you a suicide note with some weed? Yeah. <laughs> How much weed? Just enough to smoke at the funeral because she sent some weed to like a bunch of people. Oh my God. Me and her current boyfriend at the time. Remember, every time somebody's committed suicide, there's always one boyfriend removed. Clearly not my fault. Um, or maybe. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, I thought it was going to get better. Well, it- it's mostly the two girls that it, it's not a, a complete tragedy. I don't think they wanted to be 40. I don't think they would have been able to make it because I think they were kind of coasting by in their looks is that a horrible thing to say it is a little bit i mean but they just wouldn't have been what nationality were they white they were white i don't know whether i mean i don't think they were i think they were just white like (laughs) texas white yeah yeah oh my god and it was almost not tragic the first girl definitely wasn't a tragedy i I mean you know it's it's a tragedy she was nice and fun but um she really wanted out the second one was a tragedy because she like hung herself. Oh, you know, God. the other ones were like pills and stuff. She hung herself, which means you have to find a place to hang yourself. And then you got to like, yeah, I guess I'll do it tonight. You know, like, like you find the time. And for me, I always say if I was going to do it, once I found the place, then I would hear like the music from The Simpsons. And I'd be like, well, right after The Simpsons, I'll do it then. And then I'd watch The Simpsons. and I'd be like, that was so funny. You know what? I'm going to let it go a couple of days. And then, you know, like I think I'd get out of it after a while. But she really wanted out and, yeah, hung herself. And that was a tragedy because she was really nice. And here's the weirdest part. And I was going to write a book out of this called I Liked You When You Were Fat. She used to be a little heavier. I dated her when she was not fat but heavier. And then she lost all this weight. And she looked incredible. And then she killed herself. Wow. Yeah, and she was gorgeous. She had what? beautiful blonde hair and she looked amazing. And no I saw her after, I'm way. like, God, you look terrific. Look at you. Because, guys, everybody treated her differently when she lost the weight. You think that's. She hated it. 
But I didn't. I mean, I you know, I mean, I treated her badly well, both be, times. No, because the same guy, <laughs> <laughs> the same guys who were mean to her, the same type of guys, maybe not the same exact guy, but the same type of guys who were mean to her would start hating on her when she lost all that weight, and she just maybe hated that. I always think, yeah. I mean, certainly, I thought of that it's just so weird you know it's like now i mean she's just looking at it the wrong way you know just be like now i can yeah you know i can turn the tables on these guys and why would you like that i think she had some family internal struggles there's always a question mark of exactly no what could have went wrong i think this is one area of your life you should blame yourself yeah but i'm not going to <laughs> uh <laughs> but i and then the uh, third one was um an actress who I think it just could really would not be able to make it over 40. Just would not have been able to wow. work it out. Yeah, there's an article in the New York I know Marilyn Monroe was murdered. Yeah, I believe that 100%. Yeah. That's not a conspiracy. I think yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, that is an obvious... You think the guy. JFK people uh, did it, right? Yeah. Like, what do you think actually happened? Like, why would, you, why would they do that for what... Re- oh, they just didn't want to find it probably, out. It was probably his wife. <laughs> See, that would be bad. You know, Jackie O was badass. And it could have been. It could, you know, have, it could have come from her. This woman was so cool that when she was dying, she, like, took care of everything. She's like, listen, I'm dying. So you're going to take care of this? You're going to take this? She told all her kids. She got them all right. You know, it's like, yeah. we take. She, like, took care of all of her affairs. She was, like, badass. Cool. And just took care of all the business before she died because she, she knew she was dying. And she was way cool. Wow. But it's messed up. I guess, uh, I, did she die before her son died? JFK Jr. in that plane? Do you know? Did Marilyn die before her son died? No, no. Jackie, Jackie Onassis Kennedy. Jackie Kennedy Onassis. Oh, I don't That's know. That's who I was talking about. I was not talking about Marilyn Monroe. She was an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently liked to have sex a lot. Which, there's nothing wrong with that. I was talking, you're, it's okay, to, you're getting high. You, you tell people you get high all the time, right? Yeah. And you bought on the big penis pipe. And the bad part was that I told you I actually had one of those penis pipes. And somebody got me as a, as a gag. And then it turned out that was <laughs> all I had left. So I had to keep smoking from it, which was like really embarrassing. Well, that's just synchronous. But somebody just gave you that today? <laughs> yeah. <coughs> Smooth. I told you I can't get high. Otherwise, there's no way I could do the podcast. You're you're pretty good on it, right? You can just yeah. So let's go back to what happened that night. Okay. So you said so. Let's make no, no, out. No, no, no. But like from the beginning to the night when I first met you, right? It's like we met had at heard the of, cellar, we right? We heard, heard each other. I was excited, other. just as excited to meet you too, because I had heard about you not just through um, people and stuff, but I had you know seen you on television. You were on my favorite show. Which was no, um, like before I had one. met you. I haven't met anybody who had watched so many things. Of- <laughs> Michael Winslow. <laughs> From Police Academies one through seven. Yeah. What is wrong with these people? Apparently, they think the story is fading. Yesterday, a security camera caught Kevin Spacey picking his nose at a Chipotle. <laughs> You're on the best show ever. I know. And I knew you from so, that too, I'm and I so couldn't even believe it. I'm so sad that it only it. lasted a couple episodes. You're sad. Smigel's one of my heroes, um, along with Dino uh, Stamatopoulos. And uh, I can't believe you got on that show. Now, when I found out that that show was happening, I was at Saturday Night Live that day, 
and I saw him, and I'm like, I, I just blurted it because we've we've done some stuff together. I used to be on TV Funhouse and stuff like that, so I like like him, and he's he's really been nice to me. And I was like, can I get on that show in any capacity? I want to help, like just because I thought that was the funny Triumph's like my favorite actor. You you asked Robert Smigel that? Yeah, yeah. I just I just blurted because but he's had me on before. He what, goes, what did he, what was he saying? What he goes, he yeah. Let me call me tomorrow. Let's see. I mean, I don't think there's anything just yet, but oh you know, God, there's more. You yeah, so could have been in. I know. So I emailed him and I talked to Dino and he goes, "There's nothing right now, but let's see what happens." You know, like because there wasn't anything. I mean, there was no guys like me. It was just mostly celebrity or off celebrities and yourself. I mean, yeah. you were the only other comic they had besides Michael Winslow who doesn't count. Uh, but I saw every episode. What were, how many episodes were in? Three out of the six? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty sweet magic. And it's funny because I was just saying, I'm like, what is she even doing there? I mean, what, 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 they what never, was your... They, they never, never explained yeah, It was just clear. Smigel thinks you're hot. I mean, I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, I'm sure as the season's gone on, you would have had more to do. But I think I was just jealous. <laughs> I was jealous. I was jealous. Why do you get jealous? How would I know? That was my favorite show. I couldn't but stop talking about it. you didn't even know me. I was just, I just as anybody. It doesn't matter who's in that position. I'm like, oh, sure, they hired a hot girl. They want a balding Jew. I can't believe they don't want a balding Jew on this show. <laughs> and I was like, I was just jealous. I wanted to be on that show really badly. Yeah. You know, he's, he's been really nice, and he's put me in all of his shows or had me audition for them or something. So, Matt, can you imagine? We would have met there. Yeah, that would have been so weird. Yeah. But that show was brilliant, brilliant, especially the second episode, I believe, which was the one with Paul Rudd, which was unbelievable. And um, and it got canceled, and you know the reason why. But is that a secret? Or I don't know the reason why. You told me the the first day we met. I think. Oh, I do know, but I can't tell you on air. Okay. Okay. But yeah, it was a major bummer. It was supposed to be twelve episodes at least, and it was doing well in the ratings. I even wrote to Smigel. I'm like, hey, it's doing well in the ratings because I would. This is what I talk about on my show. It's stupid ratings like that, you know, for my favorite shows, and it was winning its Friday nights time slots on. Uh, it wasn't on Comedy Central. It was on. Um, Cartoon Network, right? The Adult, Adult Swim. Swim. And it was winning. And then it just, but it didn't get canceled. There was an in-house struggle. And it makes me angry because they didn't even finish the 12 episodes. It was supposed to be 20. It was supposed to be 20? Yep. Oh. Was it, a, did you audition for the show or did you just meet Smigel and he goes, you're hired? No, I auditioned for the show. You did? Yeah. Oh, so that part was, they didn't create a part for you. I auditioned, then I had a callback, and Robert Smigel and Jack McBrayer and the casting director were in my callback room. Oh, <clears throat> I thought that um, the part was made just for you. Oh. I, I absolutely thought that 100% that you met Smigel, you charmed him, and he goes, I'm going to write you in. That's how jealous I was. Oh, okay. That's the story I should tell people. No, no. It's better the other way. Right, because I just I got it. I, my, I, I was very own, rude into saying, I got it "How did you get that?" Because you're hot. Yeah, exactly, Jessica. exactly. I know. Yeah, I know. That's just all jealousy on my part. Yeah, that um, you know, that Kevin Brennan kind of uh, jealousy that that you love, because uh, he does that too. He's mad at me because he thinks I got his part on that Pete Holmes show. Somebody told me he was screaming on his podcast that I stole his part on that new Pete Holmes show called Crashing, the new Judd Apatow show on HBO. Uh-huh. That I stole his part. Because it was an Irish guy, and I I played the part of Murphy. Ugh. Kevin thinks I stole his part. How are me and Kevin going to be up for the same part, except for our bitterness and jealousy? So I guess in a way, 
Now you're so high. Or old, you don't even know what day it is. <laughs> or old guy. Just generic old guy. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> you think that's funny, huh? That, that laugh stinks when it's... <laughs> oh, my God. That's not that funny. Oh, that horrible the question, laugh. The question is, the question is, did you listen to my podcast where I talked about meeting you? No. <laughs> I think I got nervous about listening to it. I, I, I didn't hear it. Uh, I got a bunch of tweets calling me an asshole but i didn't know that that's what oh, it was no. Like. no everybody who like tweets about it they're all on your side they are they're like yeah you were so mean you were mean <laughs> oh i'm so glad everybody was on my side too in this podcast i mean no well, of course, all guys are gonna be on my side i'm pretty sure that girls would be on my side too that's no. really mean what you did but to me it was funny how is it funny all right let's continue the story so we met, we were very jubilant to see each other, and then I, it right. was okay. me, like, you... Right, okay, you have to understand that you were just, like, piling on the compliments. Like, I had never gotten so many compliments in a row in one day. So I was like, I have to take advantage of him. <laughs> <laughs> you just put yourself in a vulnerable well, what state. What did I say? I said you're pretty, I, but I, that's all I can think. No, I was just like, it's really nice. Pretty. To... You were like, oh, I've heard all about you. Well, I had. And I've seen everything that you do. You're I've so seen anything. Funny. I just saw the Jack and Triumph show. And you were like, well, it sounded like you, you had seen everything. So I, I, may, I, I don't know. I, I just don't, you maybe know, I, got, I got excited because Murphy you and set I set yourself up. Okay, I, did it was I? it was an alley oop. I was in a good mood. I was, I think me. I'd been drinking and I was having a good time. And then uh, it was fun to meet you out in the street. Like it's fun meeting people out in the street like that. You know, especially like you said, we had all both had a, we had heard each other through Murphy was telling us about each other. So it gets exciting when you meet somebody like that. Yeah, I'm trying to think, there was another example. In California once where I finally met this person that somebody had told me about all these years and we finally met and we had the same thing going on, you know, yeah, good chemistry. It was, it was kind of it was kind of two bursts of energy just yeah. meeting, colliding in the universe. Which is why I thought it was you were you just had your audition at the comedy cellar? Yeah. And which is why I thought it was cool to ask you to come out to, you know, me. Russ, Maneev, David Tell, and Artie always go out and eat together. Okay, well, you should have fucking told me that, so I'm not the fifth wheel. I didn't know you guys go out to eat all together as the four of you well, I like didn't, a rat pack. I Had I known that, that, I too. would have never accepted your invitation to go with you guys. I actually, I thought, I guess I thought they all, I, you know, I think of you, and you are a serious comedian, and kind of one of the boys. So I didn't think there was any issues in inviting out a, a fellow comedian. Um, oh, but now it, I love you for that. Yeah, no, no, oh. for real. That's why I was like, I was, I didn't even think right. twice about even, it. You didn't even think of me as like a girl. You were like, she's a comedian. She's right. coming with us. Yeah, and I, I yeah. you know, again, I didn't really know anything about you and I just, I, I'd never heard a bad word about you before until that night when I invited you. <laughs> <laughs> and then this guy's like, don't, for what was oh my god well i think it's you like you said me, you put me in a weird I, position i did put you in a weird position and i should have just gone back to the cellar because i yes, had a fucking should, fantastic <laughs> set and like you know i should have just talked to the people in the audience like sometimes i meet cool ass people what audiences are you at <laughs> <laughs> sometimes those are the worst people 
But yeah, I did put you in that position, and I apologize for that. And I had to apologize to those guys too, because I, you know, I guess I ruined guys' night too. But you know, then I found out. Of course, Russ has a problem with you too, because you did to him what you did to me. Well, Chris Murphy said that he said that that wasn't true. I disagree with that. I think I, I'm pretty sure anybody you do that to is going to be always a little upset. Now, I wouldn't be, a, now that we've uh, spoke there, we've broken bread together, we've uh, hung out. We've, okay, uh, I've only done that to two people, and that's you and Russ. What? Really? Yeah. Well, I suppose I should be grateful it's in a, a handsome fella company, but... Um, <laughs> For real, so, you should be. You should be flattered. Well, and okay, so then, then we're all hanging out because we were hanging out at that bar... After the dinner, the meal. And we're outside. We're outside. And after a whole night of complimenting me, which to me... I didn't compliment you all night. I was just trying to be a person. What else was I doing? I was like, I was like, what? I have never heard so many compliments about me delivered straight to my face. What? What did I even say? Because I don't even remember that. I mean, what? If you I, if like, you're saying you I wasn't like, saying oh you were God, pretty, so nice to meet you. Well, it was. You're you're a legend, and I've listened to your podcast, and I've listened to this. And yeah, then we, but then we had, this. but then we had a serious conversation about how I, you know, I was confused about the end of your podcast, and we were talking about it, and you, were, you know, you don't. Mind talking about the end of your podcast, right? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, because you you do you still do that? You you masturbate, you you orgasm after the podcast like twenty or thirty times, and then give out your dates, which that is hilarious, by the way. Exactly, yeah. that's what you said to me. You were like, "You are hilarious." It and listen. All night. So what is that bad? I'm complimenting your podcast. That's because. No, but, but then I told most, you I didn't like the people, other part. Most comedians who listen to my podcast. I don't know they listen to my podcast. Other people will tell me, oh, you know, so-and-so listens to your podcast. Oh. <laughs> so people out other people. Well, again, though, I couldn't even believe it. You, after your podcast is finished, you go into your bedroom, I guess, and you and you pleasure yourself. I think I should just enter the Guinness Book of World Records for number of orgasms in one sitting. Well, why do you feel that that's necessary to do? Because I had a fucked up childhood of, being super religious and repressed and I had to liberate myself. Oh, that's a good answer. Didn't see that coming. Right? Don't I seem so normal now? I was, I seem like you a absolutely do. It's actually, <laughs> it, it, it's almost like this is no fun at all. I thought you were going to be crazy. And I'm like, you know, it's like you're completely normal. And it's like, I, you was, know what? My life, I know my life, like, I don't know. I think people think I'm crazy for doing certain things in my life, but I think well, to I me, think to me, my life makes sense. Well, I don't think you're crazy for going for like this will be funny and this will get me work. I I don't think that's crazy at all. If you think that orgasming is going to get you work, I just wonder. Like no, I know it's it'll a get you followers. It's a I know trick. Yeah, I know. But I got buzz about it, and then right. people download it and listen to it and subscribe. So. I know, but then it's the other questions. Like, is that who you want to download it and subscribe? Because are they actually listening to you? Well, your... guess what? When I I piqued people's interest, and then they download the first part, and they heard that, and I did a poll like, which one do you listen to more? And they were like, the first part more. So I got them suckered right, in. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I got my foot in the door, and you're yeah. gonna get mad at. You're going to get mad at that? I started doing that on one of them and it got awkward. <laughs> and, uh, like, okay, so here's what happened. Yeah. So you were giving me so many compliments. And to be honest with you, like most people, they're not they're not so straightforward like that. Well, like, like yeah, most we were people, just talking like, about maybe, your podcast. Like maybe if somebody compliments me, it'll be like in an email or it'll be like, uh, hey, 
I listened to your podcast or hey, nice set. You know what I mean? Like you were just like very expressive about it. So I just had to like take that and run with it. I just had to do something with it. You th- you were throwing me this huge ball and I was like, I got to do something with it. And that's your idea that... A fun. <laughs> that's how you're going to fuck you, with me is that no, you're no, no, just no. going to okay, say you want to go happened. make out on the couch? So here's what happened. So then we're smoking and then uh, we're outside the bar and you were like, you just had this look on your face. Like you just like you wanted to like make out with me. Right. Did I? I uh, yeah. So you just had that look like a well, little I guess, puppy like I dog. Said, I, maybe, I probably did. I mean, you are cute. <laughs> cute as hell. And I was having a good time. And there's there, I mean, there's probably no reason I wouldn't have thought you might not have not liked me at that point. I mean, we were talking a lot and we were having a good time. So I suppose. I might have been giving that look, even though I'll yeah, you say had this, to the like, end that I did not. But you, <laughs> you had this like these droopy eyes, <laughs> and you know, like you have this like Eeyore swagger about you <laughs> that you're just like, I just want somebody to talk to, you know. And so, <laughs> <laughs> this is sounding so horribly pathetic. For me. <laughs> so you had this just look on your face, and I, I'm sorry, I did that. Okay, I'm apologizing publicly to you now, but I just. I thought it would be funny if I say, hey, do you want to go grab a couch and make out? And where uh, is the comedy in that, though? Well, I, wh- to why get would you, you to say yes? Yeah, and, well, then, yeah. and then I started laughing and I'm sorry, but I just that's just. Uh, now, hold on a second. Hold on. You're not, well, that sucks. Um, you said you want to go make out on the couch. Now, I don't know any man that would not have said yes to that unless they were married or something like that. And then we went into the bar. We went over to the couch, but there were people already on the couch. So then we're like, oh, I guess we'll no. have to... W-. No, this is what happened. That's what you think happened. No, no, that is what happened. No, there were it's people. Not. I didn't At the time, I didn't know whether you were serious or not. I thought maybe you were joking, but there were people on the no, couch. No, you knew I wasn't serious because I started I, laughing right after I that. I absolutely did not know you weren't serious. Okay, so we went... Because then we went inside. What's supposed to happen if you're telling the joke like that, a cruel joke like that, is like, do you want to go make out on the couch? And I go, I guess. And then you go, no, I'm just kidding. Right there. But we went into the bar to go to the couch. I said, I said just kidding through my laughter. <laughs> you, you're, are you just kidding now? But you see, you laugh all the time. So there would be no way for me I to laugh, know. I laugh in order to give my brain time to think as far as i'm concerned you're laughing because i'm so hilarious in a man's mind i i know you weren't laughing because i'm hilarious but i'm saying in my mind i'm like boy i'm really doing well with her she's laughing so hard i wasn't even saying anything funny was i laughing at stuff you were saying i don't know you were just laughing 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 you're doing it right now i was probably laughing at stuff i was saying probably but i don't know the difference told me that like when i've gone on dates with guys they're like oh this is awesome i feel like Everybody in this restaurant knows I'm making you laugh. Right. But you're so, making yourself laugh. Right, I, I get it now. But at the time, if I just first meet you, how do I know what's going on? So then we get to the couch. There's people <laughs> on the couch. And I look at you and you say, what are you going to do? And then we go to the bar. We just let's go to the bar. That I know. All. Well, I'm going to tell you the rest of the part you don't remember. So then <laughs> we go and we just go to the bar and we're just like, I guess I say, well, I guess we could do it another time. So then you don't say anything, but then we go back outside, and then, of course, because I'm very confused, I say, and I rarely say this anymore, because now I just always want to come home and watch TV, but I said, do you, you want to come over? 
you know, and then you're like, I can't tonight, but how about tomorrow? I got to pack a bag. So how about I come over tomorrow? And then I'm like, well, yeah, that, that'd be great. Like, you're like a little puppy dog. You're absolutely right. Because then I'm, now I'm completely confused. So then you're well, going to come over I tomorrow. Well, now I see your apartment. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, whatever. But I'm just saying, I mean, you, didn't, you were staying in a horrible, horrible place in a faraway country in Bushwick, right, or something like that, or yeah, yeah. So I was, I thought maybe you'd be okay with. It. So anyway, but you said you couldn't because you got to pack a bag. I mean, why wouldn't I think something was maybe going to happen tomorrow <laughs> or whatever? So that's when I said, well, I, I there's no way I, I had my car. Well, couldn't you tell by me laughing that no, I was kidding? No, no, no. Nobody would be able to tell. <gasps> no one would be able. No man would be able to tell because you weren't laughing. You didn't laugh and just say. You didn't laugh then. When you said, no, I can do it tomorrow because I got to pack a bag, you did not laugh. Mm -hmm. There was no laughter. You said it completely serious. You act like you have a videotape of that night. In my head, I know exactly (laughs) what happened. You were high as a kite and you probably don't remember. But I was completely sober because I was like, wow, I can't believe this is happening. I'm sorry. And then it's like, why? Maybe it could happen because Murphy told you stuff about me and I was told, I mean, there was a. It wasn't that kind of connection. I get that. But there was like a, a fun connection there at the beginning. So there'd be really no reason for me to believe, and you're ridiculously hot. So, you know, why wouldn't I, at least in my mind, fantasize about this actually happening? And then you seem to make it. it, it I don't know. I didn't know what was. I, I was confused the whole time. I'm like, she's got to be joking. She's got to <laughs> be joking. I mean, I'm not an idiot. I, I thought for sure you have to be joking, but never <laughs> once did you say I'm kidding. And even if you laughed, I thought, well, maybe that's what she does. I mean, you're, you know, you say you laugh at your own joke, so I don't know whether that means you're kidding to me. So then I, I offer to I drive you home. I don't even know if I'm kidding. But then I offer to drive you home, well, at least to the Uber, so it'll cost less because there's no way I'm driving to Bushwick, no matter who you are. <laughs> no offense, but that place sucks and it's scary there. Um, you're so racist. And... Yes, but uh, but Bushwick is still very it. dangerous. No. <laughs> um, but yes, I am very racist. Everybody knows I'm racist. Anybody who listens to this everybody podcast knows, knows I'm, I'm No, everybody knows. They know. That's why I still call colored people, black people, colored people. It's like, you know, just, oh my God, okay. I'm like, I'm, it's okay to be racist because I'm... Um, that's, I always say I wish I was like 20 years older because then I could be really Anyway, racist. so do you hate me? No, well, wait. Just hold on a second, though. What? So then I drive you and we're waiting for your Uber and I say... And I really, I was like, okay, now I'm, I guess I'm going to kiss her because, you know, she's coming over tomorrow. See, in my head, I had drawn the line, like, way Where was the line? When I laughed, when you said yes. How, but anybody listening to this is, there's dudes right there going like, what, what does that mean when she laughs? How, how is that? I mean, right. what, it's a, we, just, obviously the Jews and the Koreans need a translator. No, 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 because yes. you also did it to Russ, who is not Jewish, and he also was confused. Well, so then we're in the car, and you're like, "What are you doing?" What are you, it's like this. Uh, you ever see the Woody Allen movie played you against know, you Sam? You claim that I told you that story, and then Russ says, "No, that didn't happen." Well, you told me the story. So anyway, do you ever see the play or the movie played against Sam, Woody Allen movie? No. Well, it's a really great movie, and um, he's trying to go out with all these girls, and they're like, um, his Diane Keaton has a girl, I got a girl for you, but it'll just be physical. It's only sex, you understand? I mean, she never turns anybody down. I mean, this is a sure thing. And so then she's sitting, they're sitting in her apartment, and she's like, 
I've had sex with many men. I mean, I've even turned gay guys around. I'm up for anything. So then he goes to make the move. And then she's like, what do you take me for? Get out of here. And then he's just walking out of the house. And he goes, how can I misread those signs? You know, and that's, that's what this was. <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, and then, and then you're like, what are you doing? And you're like, oh, you know, Russ Maneva's mad at me too. Because you don't remember anything. You, you're high all the time. So you probably forget things. But I was well aware that evening. This is etched in my head forever because I felt like an idiot. So I'll always remember. You know, this is a very scarring <laughs> night for me, you know. <laughs> I mean, I've never felt so foolish in many years. You know, I mean, certainly there's lots of incidents with girls where I feel foolish, but it gets worse. I think when you get older, too, it's much more embarrassing. Um, So this was horrible. And and then when you said you did it to Russ, too, and you're like, oh, I heard you like Asian girls. So you want to get out of here and fuck? Um, you said at a Christmas party. That's what you told me. No, no, no. That's what you told me. I know, but there's a game of telephone. Okay, I didn't say fuck. I just said, you want to get out of here. And have, no, you said, do you want to get out of here and have sex? That's what you told me. No, no, Maybe no, you no. See, you, so you're, you're remembering it differently. All no, I said that's was, what you told me. Do you want to have, do you want to get out of here and have sex? You said that well, in the car. Well, it's your word against mine. You said that to me in the car. You might not have actually said that, but I'm saying that's what you said to me in the car. Okay. Uh, but I uh, uh, believe you that that's not what happened. And then I'm like, and, and you're like, now Russ hates me. And I'm like, well, of course he does. And he does. And don't think anything other than that. I mean, that's why he was so angry that I brought you along. I had no idea. Oh, my God. He's the one that didn't want you there the most. Oh. Because when you do stuff like this, it really is hurtful to guys. But, and, like, Russ and is we're polite. hot and he gets, like, tons of girls. It doesn't matter. It's, like, it's devastating to us. No matter who think, you get or I if you don't get. I didn't think I could really dent your egos that much. I guess I didn't realize how much power I had. Well, you do have a lot of power um, because you are successful and should pretty. I, but you should also I apologize to Russ. No, you should never talk to him again. But really, um, <laughs> yeah. But Why? Because he, what? Unless it comes up naturally, and you guys are hanging out, and you have a place to apologize, it's all just going to seem like the next night when I saw you, you could have apologized to me a hundred times, which maybe you did. And I just didn't want to hear it because it all seemed forced and and not right. Maybe because Murphy was there. Maybe because it was put together. So unless you see each other organically, I would not seek out Russ to apologize. Okay, okay. But you must I guess understand I just, now. I didn't realize that it. It hurts. It hurts anybody. If it would hurt a girl. To, I mean, it's just. But you also know comics. You know, the exterior of Kevin Brennan is unbelievably crash and he will punch you in the face with his verbal abuse but you know inside he's a mess and he is a delicate flower and all of us comics are like really insecure and emotional but on the outside you know we're you know that you know the the gag I and mean, that's the way it is especially with the boy comics i think it's worse i think the girl talk comics are actually a little bit tougher i think so too yeah and they yeah. have a better uh, a better deal of what's happening but you know I mean if you Kevin inside he's he's a, you know if you say something mean to him after this guy will barrage you with insults he'll you know almost cry you know like I mean I know now I feel bad about being mean to Kevin oh well the way you are mean to Kevin that's that's a different thing but when you make a thing where you're telling Kevin that you love him and you love Kevin and stuff it affects us boys especially comics because most comics 
become comics because of girls who treated us that way in high school. And guess so, what? The female comics, we become comics because of the boys who treated us that way in high school. Uh, that's probably exactly true. But when you do something like that to us boys because we're comics and we are doing it to prove something and it all goes back to high school, we go back to that little boy again and are crushed. So. Oh, God. Well, I'm glad we, you know, I didn't realize how much damage I did. Well, I know you didn't realize. And I know the next day you even kind of apologized. No, I had a whole lunch meeting with Chris Murphy (laughs) to like, I, I was like, Chris, I don't know. I guess they were all mad that I came and I felt really awkward there. And I even asked, like, is it because I'm here that they don't want to come in? And, and they said, yes. And they remember said, Hattel even goes, yeah. Should I have gotten up and left at that point? Probably. Well, I it was need, confusing I'm of retar- why you didn't at that point. I'm, no, but I felt I'm, horrible. I'm retarded. Somebody needs to spell it out for me. Somebody needs to say, you need to leave. I couldn't do that. I didn't know what their deal was. I didn't know what you your deal was. I couldn't be the one to do it. But Attell did say, what are you still doing here? <laughs> After you cleared the table and Artie and Russ went outside and Attell didn't care. But, um, you know, it's just, uh, now this is hard. I mean, now I, I felt bad about that. Somebody should have just told me, like, hey. I think Attell did say it. No, he didn't spell it out. Well, see, I'm now, now hold on a second, Esther. Attell did exactly what you did to me. He did the exact same thing. He said to your face, what are you doing here? Get out of here. I, I remember the evening so well, and you did not take the hint. You did. He did exactly what I you know, did to I me. I don't take where, the hint. I, where I don't understand what you're saying. You're saying you don't want to make out? I don't get hints. So you see, you got the exact same, so now do you understand? Like, it's like, I'm like, wait, how do I know you're joking? Where yeah. is it? Because I'm laughing. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I, I didn't know. So that's why, you know, yeah, they, you know, you probably, a normal girl would have gotten up would have, and would have picked up on the, the clues yeah. but i i'm really dense sometimes but i, I feel horrible even saying that because that's a horrible thing to do you seem like a nice person and you you know whatever and and hey and it just, had i known that you four go out to eat all the time i would have never gone along i thought it was just like a random night of like oh let's, we're all going to the diner just like oh whoever's here yeah no i know it seems like uh, yeah you, you know, know that's um, the way you were, you invited you're, me nope, and you're I, absolutely right that was on me and i didn't and you put me in such a weird position to invite it, that was me my fault and, yep yeah. yeah. No, I did that. I did that, and I didn't realize. And you know, it. I should have known that I the four of us. I didn't are, even know if Russ remembered me or anything. Oh, you he know? remembers. <laughs> oh God. He remembers, which is fun. I mean, let's face it. I mean, sometimes, you're his type. We know he does like Asian girls. I mean, sometimes I do things just for my own entertainment. Yeah. And it gets me in trouble. Like I've gotten in trouble my whole life. Well, listen, I do the whole I do the exact same thing and I've been in trouble a lot too for the exact same reasons because I find so it's going to be funny. So that's why you don't hate me, right? Um, well, now that we've spoken and we're talking, I I I don't hate you. I was looking forward to having you on and and having this conversation. As you could see at the beginning of the podcast, I was, I was a little nervous. I was like, I wonder if she but the fact that you're into it and you don't mind talking about it is kind of awesome. So do you that think makes David Tell cool. hates me? I think he is completely impartial, but I don't think he wanted you around that night. Yeah. But I think he hates all girls. <laughs> totally, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just don't think he has patience for anybody. You know, it's not even girls. It could have been Yeah. It could have been a boy comic that was just right, annoying totally. and, you know yeah. whatever. I mean, it, and I'm not saying you're annoying, I'm just saying he just hates people. Yeah. And it depends. You know, it's it's funny when I see him go out with a, like who he is okay for him to be with. Right. You know, it's um. So don't blame yourself for that, but blame me 
on that one. Okay, I am blaming you, and I'm glad we're talking about it. Rather Me too. Than, rather than just avoiding each other. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm glad too. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that good? It is good. Isn't that really good of both of us? Well, you know... I mean, I that next and the reason why you said um, I don't know if I can come to you said you were going to bring I mean I, I know you were kidding about this you said you were going to bring a bouncer from the cellar because you said I was going to rape you that's how that's how girls that girls get raped when but you got that wrong too I said this is the way girls do get raped but not because you're coming over my apartment that's not how you I mean yes it could be how you get raped but this is all coming out horribly but I'm saying <laughs> when you do that to a, what I was saying on my show is like when you do that to a guy and you tease him like that and then you know you're in the car i mean that is how you're looking for trouble if you're not with a normal human being you must have known you know people i know it's not going to be a problem but i'm saying god forbid you slip one day and you're with somebody you have no idea who they are or that apparently what about that poor comic that um apparently raped these two girls from ucb and now he's out of the business and there's no proof or we anything mean that poor comic there is proof these women said they were raped how much more proof do you need okay so that's interesting so you're taking their side remember there's no but you know there's a lot of girls that also take nobody's taking his side he seems like a creep anyway <laughs> but um you know why didn't these girls call the police where's the internal investigation of ucb is it a 24 year old well, intern guess what? Who... policemen aren't always the most sensitive people you're absolutely and right so and i've had this conversation goes with through your head when you get raped isn't let me go to talk to a bunch of you know ignorant policemen yes but you're going to go talk to the head of ucb yeah because you don't want this well right you don't around. want him in. You don't yes want but they have to they relive have to the trauma by running into him in the hallway you think that guy could actually get two girls to come over his apartment have you seen this guy? <laughs> I pro- probably. I I forget. I don't what know. Listen, like. I'm I'm agreeing with you because you got me it, to come it, to your apartment. <laughs> good point. But that's I wish you hadn't said it like that. <laughs> but um, hey, if you're allergic to cats, why are you wearing a cat shirt? Because I'm not allergic to prints of cats. Oh, <laughs> so you like cats and you wish you weren't allergic, and then you can have a cat. No, I just like this shirt. I like that shirt too. It's really cute, obviously, because I like cats. <laughs> With a bird sitting on its head, that's even cuter. Yeah. <laughs> I do like when birds really, and cats get along. I don't really find cats to be cute. What? But I just like. What are you the, talking about? You've seen my cat. The cut of this Look, shirt. Hello. She's sitting in a box. That's not cute. I mean. She's sitting in a very small box that she shouldn't even be able to fit in because she's so fat. How is that not cute? I don't Look know. at that cat. Whenever I whenever I come across cat memes, I fast forward them. Cat meme. Oh, cat, um, cat memes. Like YouTube stuff? Yeah. Like I don't watch cute cat videos. Oh, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be awkward. <laughs> oh, God. But anyway, about that kid. So you're on that kid's side, but there were a lot of girls who, um, obviously Kurt Metzger doesn't, doesn't count, but um, there were a lot of people that take both sides in this um, in this guy's uh, thing i feel a little bad for him i mean we don't know the actual facts but okay but but then murphy and i were talking about like god if it was the 80s we'd probably be brought up on charges a hundred times just not for raymond but like you know we've probably done some of those things where you bring girls over and they and might the be drunk just and never reported it probably back then nobody reported anything and i, I don't think I i've mean, done it did but you ever maybe, force yourself down on a girl absolutely not then you wouldn't have this guy was but maybe a this guy did, rapist, but maybe they but were drunk and they just passed out, and he might have had sex with them anyway, which is horrible, which is rape. But um, we've all been in that position where somebody passes have you out ever, at your house. Have you ever fucked a girl who's been passed out drunk? They have passed out while I'm actually fucking them. They start. They well, then they drift count. off, and then I give they, up. They gave consent before you started. Right. Yes, exactly. 
Right. So that's, but then I, that's I'm fine. out instantly as soon as they doze off. <laughs> and it has happened multiple times. <laughs> 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 One t- uh, the other, um, I, I tell this story sometimes. There was um, about a year ago, this girl came to town and we used to fool around. And then she got this boyfriend and her sister-in-law told me like, oh, she's got a boyfriend now. She's all totally changed. You know, just don't feed her any alcohol. And I'm like, absolutely not. And then, of course, you know, I, she came to town and she started drinking and then she became that person again. And I had to walk her back to her hotel room, like carrying her because she only had three drinks and she like couldn't even walk. And then I walked her into the hotel. It was at that beautiful uh, Marriott Marquis. It was like on the 42nd floor. I love looking out the window there, overlooking Times Square. And I looked at her, I'm like, God, that is an amazing view. When I turned around, she was completely naked. And she was like, come on, let's go, let's fuck. Like that. And I'm like, ew. <laughs> like, it was like gross. Like, but she, like, while I was looking at the window, she had, I don't even know how she got all her clothes off that quickly. I turned around. But that, um, you know, at that point, it seems kind of repulsive now. And they're like that. So you wouldn't have been accused. You would have been fine. Well, this is now. Yeah. Back then, it's hard to say. I had different needs and desires, perhaps. I was a little younger. No, I mean, I understand why the girls wouldn't go to the police because policemen will will just cause more trauma to somebody who just was violated. Rachel Feinstein and I have discussed this at length on the show um, because I've had a girlfriend who was raped um, and I was that guy who was so angry at her for not immediately going to the police. But she explained why and now I get it. Why, I, I, why did it she exactly well, number Same. one i get that it takes some time to process what yes, happened it fucking yeah. takes time you like you 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 want to be in the company of friends and mm-hmm. family like close friends and family you don't want to go talk to some stranger in uniform with a gun on his belt then she told me exactly what you just said she went to the police this is in the hamptons and they were just like well wh- whose fault is that you know like they were blaming her almost and it was a female cop yeah because cops are dicks Female or male. I was blaming her, too, because she went to this bar by herself, which I asked her not to go to a hundred times. But they, um, I think they just see this all the time, and but, they've just become But you become getting mad at her is not going to help I didn't her. know. Now I get it. Yeah. But I didn't know. Yeah. But I understand now. I totally understand. But if you don't understand and you don't know that story, you could see where a guy or a girl would be like, why didn't you go to the cops? But um, you can't. I guess you can't get there until you've... It doesn't make sense to people that haven't understood the story about what it is like yeah you know until you ha- know somebody that went through it or i don't know unless you, you yeah you can't speak on behalf of a rape victim yeah. if you've never been raped but certainly the comedy community was torn in this case because it was you know this guy's career there was you know this the career the, he'd been doing it for what six yeah, months no it was come on horrible, like, right the but, worst part about this story is that we're treating him like he's a real comedian right right like no he, you're absolutely right he bought right. three <laughs> 49.99 classes yeah. at ucb and everybody was calling him like a comedian rapes two other comedians come on i guess i just feel okay, bad because i just feel like this could have happened to me somehow like if i was starting out no, just but it wouldn't have these girls like I, i'm sure were really raped i would never go out and say somebody raped me if they didn't still i'd like to question these girls I'm going to have them on the show. Are you? No. (laughs) Well. Well, look at us. Look at us getting along and talking. I know. Yeah, you're 
you're just a when you walk through that door, you are like a completely different person than the last two times I've met you. Where really? Well, maybe maybe I suffer from multiple personality disorder. No, maybe we were both trying hard. Maybe to we were just enamored with each other's presence. Yes. No, I I think there is something to that. But then it's funny. Like I said, when I saw you interviewing Anthony Cumio on your first of all, where did you? That set is unbelievable. Where did you do that? That's his studio. Oh, that's his studio? Yeah. But it was your podcast? Yeah. What a great studio, right? It's okay. <laughs> oh, my God. It was amazing. I, mean, I would love it, to do my podcast from there. It's a lot of... Um, and you should get in touch with Keith the Cop. Who? Keith the Cop. I'll give you his number. Well, um, you can rent it? You can rent it. You Neil, can? Neil deGrasse Tyson rents it. Oh, I heard you guys talking about that. Yeah. What does it cost? Well, if you're black, it's free because he needs to pay reparations to black people what if i don't care for black people <laughs> then is it double no i mean i don't know what it costs that's why i'm saying you should oh. call them i will uh, that's great because that studio is kick ass i thought it looked great and it had your logo on it and you're just sitting there and you look so professional well here i am complimenting you again but i have to say and believe me when i was looking up stuff um i didn't want it i was trying to find stuff that would make you look foolish <laughs> i was like look she's a really good interviewer Oh yeah, I was, I was surprised. I guess because I really thought you were just going to be all over the place. I mean, you are an interesting girl. I mean, your stuff, the songs you sing, are disgusting. <laughs> I don't I'm know. I'm a disgusting what. person. Um, I mean, this one is um, the grossest one I've ever heard in my life. Really? Yeah. Come on, yeah. in your life? Yeah. No. How could I be a use such dildo? a moron? Bought a dildo on Amazon It's being shipped here from Taiwan Like new they said How could she be such a moron? I mean, um, first of all, your your production quality is fantastic. Where do you write these songs? Um, I just, I smoke weed and it just, sometimes I flip through a rhyming dictionary. No, 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 but I mean, do you have a studio? I mean, they're so, they're produced well musically. Yeah. They sound so professional. I mean, oh, my friend, I know I guess it's easy record, to do these days. My friends record it for me. Do you play the instruments? I know you play the ukulele. You um, also play the piano too, right? Yeah. On some of them I do, but not that one. That one was, I, we did in studio. What other instruments do you play? Uh, I grew up playing the oboe. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, that's, I'm thinking of the piccolo. I'm sorry. Because I was saying, could you do I was a, I was a mad. I was a mad oboist who made her own reeds. <laughs> really? Yeah. How do you know how to make your own reeds? Um, from my oboe teacher. <laughs> <laughs> do you, like chop down a tree and just cut no, the No, you, you order <laughs> bamboo from the reed store and then you fold it over and you... When you were in high school, you had a place where you could actually order bamboo? Um, music you know, they didn't have music like, stores oh, would, would okay, carry yeah. bamboo. I was going to say they didn't have like... And then you chop Amazon off the tip and, and then you carve... You were still talking about bamboo, right? Okay. Reeds. Not just Jewish people. <laughs> um... That's, uh, but your, but your music is by, you know, it's not, <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest, it's not my cup of tea. It's like, always, it's just too much. Like <laughs> you find, I'm like disgusting. Yeah. I mean, this, my lyrics are no, disgusting. this is the most disgusting one. No, I'm eating it. Well, why isn't it there? I sent you the. Red wings, oh yes, time and time. 
sounds good. Your voice sounds good. Are you playing the ukulele in that one? Yeah, that one I'm playing the ukulele. I mean, it sounds really good. It's just, it's so funny that it sounds so nice. Your voice sounds really good, and then you have this creepiest lyrics, you know, like about your menstrual cycle or your period. You use a used dildo. That video is so gross. <laughs> like, it's just it's not for me, but I know people like it because it's got like a hundred thousand views. Well, you know, my last name means butthole in no, it does Portuguese. Really? So one of my videos ended up on a Brazilian porn site. And <laughs> really? They were like, what a last name, huh? Wow. In Portuguese, That's, yeah. Doesn't, your parents don't realize that? No. I mean, it's better than goo. We were we were almost a goo. And what is that? G-U. Yeah. Coo is way better than goo. Yes, it is. Yeah. And then, uh, but goo just is disgusting, but it doesn't mean anything. It's just goo. Yeah, yeah. yeah but the goo. translation <laughs> from that letter... Goo is kind of like a GK sound. Goo, coo, you know? Oh. So it could have gone either way. I lucked out. Yeah, you did. In lots of ways. You said you're, you had a, a really religious upbringing. Yeah. I remember you telling me about that, but I wasn't sure if that was for real or not. In fact, when we met each other, you were planning a show about it. In fact, it got, I thought it got green lit actually at MTV or something. What? You told me that you went into it. Because that's what also fascinated about me. You told me you had a pitch meeting for a show you were doing about your family. Oh. You remember, right? Yeah. All right. So I'm not crazy. I remember everything you told me. You remember nothing that I, I told you. I don't know if I should tell you the premise of the show. Well, you told me the premise of the show, but we don't have to talk about it in the air if you don't. But I know it had something to do with I mean, your family. Or, but maybe I should. Okay. I don't know. I, I mean. But it got picked up. No, it didn't get picked up. Well, you or you told me they okay to pilot. We, we were no, we were just like having meetings about it. You told me the day that I met you that uh, you told me you were going to the meeting on Monday, and then Chris Murphy told me that you that it got a pilot, and I was like, she's she's unbelievable. Like that's why I was just like, how do you like? I mean, I must have pitched a thousand shows. You know, like I don't, I, I maybe I've done one pilot, and that took everything that. Could I don't ever know. do I it? Feel like some it seems like you get everything that you do. Are you kidding me? I get rejected just as much as you do in this business. It doesn't seem that way. But it, you don't see my daily life. You only see the highlight reel. Well, that's true, I suppose. Yeah. W- what about Girl Code? Do you still do those? No. Are they on the air anymore? I don't know. Probably. Did you leave, or did they ask you to leave? They they uh, said we don't need you anymore. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, see what I mean? So it's like... Yeah, but then they wanted you to do another show. No, they didn't. So you're not doing that show? I think I think I was too dirty for Girl Code. You think so? Yeah. Uh, because that girl, Jessie May, is dirty a, too. No. A lot of my answers were really dirty. And everybody in the room would be like, oh, what? Are you serious? C- come on, you know? Well, that makes sense. And so I feel like a lot of it they just couldn't use because teenage girl, like 12-year-olds watch that show. Right. But you don't think Jessie May is just as dirty? Um, I don't know. Like, you know how you find my songs disgusting? <laughs> yeah. Like, a lot of my answers were truly disgusting. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're... Have you ever bled while shitting? Ew. Oh, yes. You have? Sorry, yes. What does that mean? <laughs> what does it mean? It means uh, you probably have like a hemorrhoid or something. Oh, my God. Why? You, this happened to you today? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not a big deal. I actually, I, you know, it, it, it happened like a like a couple months ago uh-huh. and then I went to the doctor he goes no it's it's not a big deal oh okay it depends if it's if it if it's consistent it's probably a problem 
Yeah. But if it just happens once or twice. Okay. I've had lots of, you know, I like, you know, one time my shit was green. I was like, what is that? Mm-hmm. But apparently that's from eating something green. have you ever had that one the green one all the time oh you do yeah oh do you know what it's from i mean not all the time but once in a while yeah i don't know what it's from my favorite is i like doing cleanses Um, like i love colonoscopies because you get to do the cleanses and everybody makes fun of me well no they just clean they clean you know you got to do the cleanse you gotta they make you drink all that stuff so it all comes out you know you pee through your butt fucking awesome <laughs> i don't know why it just makes me feel good or it makes me feel good that was everybody was like i hate the process i'm like that's my favorite part the process meanwhile i've only had one colonoscopy it was awesome it was so awesome they give you that michael jackson drug pro whatever that stuff is pro bono no pro propofol so yeah yeah that was the best sleep i've ever had i think it regenerate rejuvenated me for like a year after that I felt so relaxed. Wow. I think that's why Michael Jackson was like, yeah, give me it again. It makes so much sense. Because it was a great drug? It was the most relaxing sleep I've ever had, and I was probably asleep for 10 minutes. I felt like I was asleep for hours. Do you dream when you sleep? Well, usually I dream every day. I have nightmares all the time. But I don't don't remember dreaming on that stuff. Do you remember dreams? All the time. They're scared. They're terrifying. Yeah. I've always had bad dreams, and my dad used to tell me, I don't know why, I always have great dreams with fairies and elves, and, and I'm like, what? what? Yeah, that's what I've said. Like, what? why would you even say that? Why would you say his dreams are better than mine? Oh, And, my and who God. wants to dream about fairies and elves? That's weird. He was so he angry was that I used to have nightmares. He was lying. Who has dreams about fairies and elves? Apparently he, my father. Was he a guy like that? What do you mean, like gay? Yeah. <laughs> no. That's the thing. He was like uh, the manliest of men. He was just trying to get you to have dreams about fairies. It is odd, isn't it, that he would say it like that? I, I can't imagine. Like, why don't you just say, I always have really nice, pleasant dreams. Why would you mention fairies and elves? I've always, re- even my cat has nightmares. I can tell. How do you know? I can tell. She's like, eh. she shivers. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Probably nightmares about, you know, me leaving, maybe never coming back. Oh, I always have nightmares. My cat turns into a person sometimes. And then I end up having sex with that person. I know it's a little weird, right? But, you know, your dreams sometimes. That's in your dream? Yeah. It's my cat's face. Oh, no way. Yeah. Rachel always said I sleep inside my cat, but I do not. Uh, But this is what happens in dreams. You know, if there's any female that shows affection to me, I'm probably going to dream about having sex with her. So... My cat shows me affection all the time. I think it makes a Freudian psychological sense. Or not. <laughs> I'm going to edit that out. Um, you know, uh, you can see Esther uh, November 11th Wait. at the Key West Theater. No, Are we're we not over? leaving. No, I was just plugging your dates because I was so embarrassed about what I just said. And New Year's Eve, you're doing uh, the Florida Comedy Club of Pompano Beach, Florida. New Year's Eve, Esther Koo. I don't even remember what you said. So in a week, you get to go to, the, you get to, go to Key West. Yes. How do you get, you, you headline all over, right? Yeah. That's a, and how do you get back? You live in Florida, right? But you you're know, here a lot. I'm here now. How do you travel like that? I mean, how do you... Um, I'm good at traveling. I have great travel tips available on my podcast, Coup in the Gang. Yeah, yeah, your podcast <laughs> is called Coup in the Gang. It's a great... And your uh, opening theme is really good, too. Isn't it great? It's actually better than the podcast. 
Well, it's See, funny. You could be mean to me too. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Okay, here in my defense, I would like to say yeah. that. Okay, <laughs> what was I gonna say? <laughs> um, I forgot what I was gonna say. You were saying I could be mean. Oh, yeah. Right. When I'm mean to you, you should just be mean to me back. Listen, you can be mean to me all the time. It doesn't bother me. It's funny to rib each other back and forth. What you did was uncool. It's a different kind of mean. Okay, I guess I just didn't, but we were I over just that didn't believe that you would, I don't know. Want to make out with you? Yeah. <laughs> or that you didn't think I would believe that you would believe that I would believe that you, you know. Can you email that to me? <laughs> I need to count the beliefs. Everybody wants to make out with you. Well, I got paid to make out with Steve. Oh, my God. That's right. Right. Then all of a sudden I get a text (laughs) saying you made out with Steve Agee, who is my friend who we're on crashing together. We're roommates. Um, You were roommates in the movie in the movie. Yeah. In the movie. And um, well, I helped him, you know, with his career, um, introduced him to Sarah and then they became friends and then he was able to do all this stuff. But he's a wonderful guy. But it's so funny that you um, you thought I didn't like him, so you're like, "Hey, tell Jessica I got to make out with Steve Agee." I was so jealous. Were you? Ridic- Why well, wouldn't I, I told, be? I told Chris if he's jealous, well, tell him to just write a part where I make out with him, and I'll make out with him. <laughs> and that would work. Yeah. <laughs> Why am I not writing that now? Actually, it's funny that you should say that. I actually have a script right here. I'd like you to read. Um, <laughs> but no, it, what was funny was that I got the the text from you or for, through Chris going, well, I was forced to make out with him for this movie. And then I texted Steve and I'm like, what, you got to make out with Esther Koo? And he goes, well, I was forced to make out with him. <laughs> like, like you both seemed like you were forced to make out with each other. I know. He did not want to make out with me. Now explain that because that was a shocking, <laughs> how, why? Probably because I told him the story of what I did to you. <laughs> oh. oh, so he was being a pal. He goes, fuck her. Well, that, see, he's a nice guy. Yeah. He is a nice guy, isn't he? I mean, you know, he's a, he's a strange dude, but he is a nice guy. Or he did you guys a, not get along? He is a nice guy. He's one of the nicest people you'll probably ever meet. Well, I shouldn't have told him that story then. No, you should have. No, he Why? needs to know those stories because okay. they're funny. <laughs> I mean, they're funny because you, you want to hear what other people's opinions are of it. Mm-hmm. He didn't tell me that about the story anyway, so... He's okay. a gentleman. <laughs> uh, but that's a, what is this movie? Um, it's a funnier die video. Well, that sounds awesome. No, no. Oh. <laughs> it's why it seems like you both weren't into it. Like both in the in the sense of uh, that it's like, eh, yeah. What are you gonna do? You got paid though, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So how how do you, but you live in Florida, right? Yeah. You like it there? I love it. You're from there too, right? No, I'm from Chicago. Oh, you know it's I'm the seventh. I'm from Chicago, th- and you know. When I grew up in Chicago, I wasn't like, I don't know, like I was what you are, you know, like guys made fun of, oh. guys made fun of me all the time and made fun of my buck teeth and my glasses and my braces. And it was like, oh, imagine having to get a blowjob from her, uh, in there, you know, well, like, yeah, when you have braces. Yeah. So I was like made fun of in high school. So I don't want you to think that I'm some like crazy fucking bitch or something oh it's too late for that but you know uh no i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I know. Well, I did, but maybe now I'm I'm getting a little more insight, which is kind of interesting. You know, today's the seventh game of the World Series, right? You yeah. don't care? Yeah. From Chicago, I just assume. Yeah. Did they win? Uh, I don't know. Don't check. I'm actually recording it. I, I don't want to. They were up three to one when I left after the fourth inning. So are you going to watch it right now? Uh, yeah. Afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. We watch it together if you'd like and see what happens. We well, can fast forward. Can we fast it. forward yeah, yeah, to absolutely. the last five minutes? Yeah. Yeah. We can do that. Um, should be interesting either way. Well, that, do you root for gonna, the Cubs or do you not care? If the Cubs win tonight... You're a big Marlins fan, right? If the Cubs <laughs> win tonight, we will be emotionally tied together forever. That's true. It's good for you. Yeah. How come you weren't with me when uh, they announced the OJ trial? Still emotionally attached to that person. I was in second grade. Right. 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 <laughs> Keep forgetting. Right. <laughs> I know. It's funny. I um, I like that. I think that's funny knowing where, you know, that you're... Anybody that's much younger, I think it's funny. A lot of people get upset by that. I, that never bothers me. I think it's hilarious that, you know, like um, we used to do it with Sarah sometimes. Even to just be like, uh, and you remember? Uh, oh, I used to sing this song all the time in college. She goes, "Yeah, I was in fourth grade when that song came out." You know, like I just always find that entertaining for some reason. It doesn't bother me. Oh, that was the first time I did it. I don't mind um, <clears throat> being older. I think it's better for me. I don't think I was ever made to be young. You know, I was like an old man. When, like from when people be- are like, from the beginning. Yeah, it's like when I go out and people go out. I'm like, um, yeah, but I wouldn't have done that when I was 20. You know, like like whatever they're going. Yeah. Like, yeah, but I would have done this exact same thing when I was 20. I would have gone home early too. You know, I mean, I just always feel like I'm just doing exactly what I would have done when I was 20, which was be really just an old man. When I I was at, used to go to the Ramones concerts all the time, and I must have been 20, 21, and I felt like the old person there. And clearly, I must have been the young, one of the youngest people there, but I still felt old. You mean you don't feel like the oldest, like the old person everywhere? You no, know? I do. No, I, I do. But I'm <laughs> saying I was, since I was 20, I felt like the oldest person. Do you want to do a duet of "Fist in the Night Away"? On what? Um, just now together. Do you have instruments? No, but I have um, an instrumental version. An instrumental version. Yeah, of um, oh, the Rod we'll Stewart we'll version. See. I love Rod Stewart. I know you do. I'm going to tell you that in a second. Wait. How did you know I love him? I'll tell you why in a second. Let me tell you oh, wait. That's not the right. Oh, that's the real one. I'm going to tell you why I know it in a second, but wait. Where's the uh, the one? Well, I just want to apologize, Dave. Here it is. Wait, hold on. We have to do this. Let's do this together. <laughs> and then you can apologize. And then you can apologize. All right, you do the first part. I'll try to do the harmonies. You know it by heart? Don't even need a dick, right? Don't need to masturbate when you're fist in the night. Way, 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 They are straight, right? Never, Never say it's, it's too late. Now you don't need to masturbate. When you fist in the night away. <laughs> it's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, when I was mad at you, 
Um, you know, like the Godfather. Mike, I was mad at you. Um, I still couldn't stop singing the song. It was driving me crazy, and then it made me more crazy because I would oh sing it. I would so hum you would, it. You would hate me even more. Well, I would. Hum, I'd go down the street. And I'm like fist in the night. Damn it! You know, <laughs> like I'm like it was caught, and, and I played it in the podcast, and everybody had told me, "Damn it, that song's in my head." Like it's just. It's ridiculously catchy. That one is not as bad as some of the other ones. It's ridiculously <laughs> catchy, isn't it's it? It's so catchy. You know, I used to write um, song parodies too. Um, I had, but they were so much less, you know, uh, cru- like what crude. Like uh, I was like known for doing this in excess song to Devil Inside, which was called a f- fat guy with fries. <laughs> And it was like um it was like fun do, like clean do, funny do, 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 do. look at the fat guy eating all of those fries <laughs> three quarter pounders and a hot apple pie do, 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 do. look at him go look at him eat makes you wonder how he sees his own feet <laughs> bum, bum, that's awesome fat guy with fries fat, fat guy, guy with fries. fries every single one of us fat guy with fries and then I used to get into it because I loved singing, you know. A fat guy with fries. A big, fat, disgusting individual with some fries. And then there was a dance solo in it. That was my favorite. That was why I would end my shows if doing wow. those. But then, do you ever, if you write those song parodies and you write them to songs that you like, do you ever think of writing original songs? Um, I have a hard time coming up with the melodies. See, that's what I'm good at. Wow. I tried for a very long time to write original songs. I had a band for a while and stuff, and I, I was obsessed with writing them. Um, I, like, But they were all weird. And then I, I did this character where I was this guy from the 80s. This guy, his name was Ty Romeo. I made this play. Whereas this guy, Ty Romeo, who, it was the Sammy Hagar story. But, uh, no, I'm sorry. Um, not Sammy Hagar. Um, uh, uh, Stroke me, uh, Billy, uh, Billy Squire, Ocean. Billy Squire, the guy who Holiday. is just does that song "Rock Me Tonight." That just before people could see it on YouTube, I remembered him being so he was the manliest dude and so cool. But then he did this rock video called "Rock Me Tonight," where he's dancing around so gay, so gay, it ruined his career. And that was the premise for this guy Ty Romeo that he did this song called "Rock Me All Over," and he's being interviewed. With this guy like, and whose decision was it? to go down Christopher Street in a sailor's uniform being cheered on by construction workers and police officers. I'm like, that was a managerial decision, um, you know, because like, like, it ruined his career. Beavis and Budhead would make fun of him all the time. And then he was making a comeback in the 90s, and this was the song that I, you know, had planned. I don't know if it's... Had I known you'd remain so pretty, I wouldn't have said I was allergic to your kitty. So I lied again. Do you play guitar? Sometimes. Yeah, piano. More piano. Yeah. Yeah. I play the guitar. We should write songs together. Um, pretty gay, but um, it fit in with the character. <laughs> but I was obsessed with writing a, the poppiest song that I could. Writing a hit song, I was obsessed. I, I have multiple songs that I was trying to nail a hit song. I, wow. I love poppy songs. I play the keytar. Wow. Which probably, Let's we would jam. be probably good together with you, the ukulele, and me with the key. I have the old-fashioned Yamaha Red 
keytar from the 80s. You do? Yeah. Yeah, I'll show it to you afterwards. It's in my bedroom. Hey, you know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> it's funny, you know, sometimes I, I do I the podcast. I your bedroom, huh? Yeah, yeah, it'll be okay, right? Yeah. It's no big deal. No, it's nice in there. You'll like it. You looking at me? Um, here's why I know that you love Rod Stewart. I figured it out. This is the funniest thing. Uh, now, you did Twist in the Night Away, which is technically not a Rod Stewart song, but um, I know it from, th- do you know what movie it's from? His which, version? Which movie? Which song? The actual Twist of the Night Away by Rod Stewart. This no. one. You don't know the movie? What movie? I knew it right away. Let me tell you about oh my God, let me listen to this. I love it. <laughs> Rod Stewart singing Sam Cooke? Uh-huh. I but I knew it. you liked Rod Stewart. So when I hear Twist in the Night Away, I, listen, I think of this song, this version. Twist in the Night Away. This is from the movie How Inner Space. How much do you think it'll cost for Rod Stewart to sing Fisting the Night Away? I think he'd probably do it for free. You're very charming. You're very charming. Come on. I think he might. I think if you met him and you did a gig and you did some comedy, he'd probably so be like... Rod Stewart, will you sing Fist in the Night You don't away think he would do that for you? At my birthday party? Now, if I asked him to do that, I'm pretty he's, sure he'd be like, gotten, get lost. No, but like every girl has barked up that tree. Rod Stewart. Asking him to sing Fist in the Night Away? No, oh. like throwing themselves at him. So well, he, yeah. Every girl's done that to me. It's really not that big a deal. <laughs> what I'm saying is, I mean, you're very charming. I'm that's sure he would what? probably do it for free. I mean, that's the thing. If he's going to do it, he's not going to ask money. He's probably going to do it for free. Wow. I mean, this is what happens like when, you know, Sarah does, Sarah Silverman does parody songs sometimes. And, I know. She's you know, so and funny. She's and really so good at beautiful. it. beautiful. That Tonight one is one of the best parody songs I've ever heard in my life. And she got... Will I Am to be in it, which was perfect. I mean, right, I know, so right, right. If you could get Rod Stewart to do it, I mean, it would be unbelievable. But a lot of times, these guys want to do that. I don't think she, maybe she paid him scale or something, but he probably wanted to do it. And right, that one or where else she's they, doing, they wouldn't have done it. Tonight is the perfect. I'm gonna order in and masturbate. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, what you do. I didn't mean it like that. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, the reason why I knew you liked Rod Stewart is because. You had this other video recently, and I couldn't even believe my eyes. And again, the fascination with you continues because you sang this song. You don't know it yet? Of course. Oh. Some guys have all the luck. That's right. And you sang this while you were making a salad. And you it wa- had 100,000... Wa- you watched that? Yeah. I don't know how I saw it. I don't know whether Murphy gave it to her or whether I just saw it. Was it Instagram? Maybe. Live Facebook, maybe? Maybe it was live Facebook or something? Yeah. Whatever it was, I saw it, and I'm like, it had like 100,000 views. And I'm like, how is this possible? It's just a hot girl singing a cappella with no music and making a salad. What were you chopping up? Peppers? I was making Where did you even think to do that? I just... <laughs> I don't even remember. Where do you even prop the camera up to your phone to do that? I was fascinated by the entire production. Really? Yeah, because you're. you're, where did you think of doing this song, number one? Number two, what made you think to do an acapella? I love Rod Stewart. Do you love Rod Stewart? No, I love Rod Stewart. I absolutely love Rod Stewart because that's the thing. I love Rod Stewart. You love Rod Stewart. I love you. (laughs) Aw. Until you can come up with this opening, which is the coolest opening of all time, then you haven't done your job. 
so hot. Like, right? It's, it's like the best opening to a song ever. This song can't even follow that introduction. I don't even know what instrument that is, but it's the coolest thing I've ever heard. This song still kicks ass, though. He's the coolest of all dudes. Isn't he so cool? He's so cool. It's a fact he's cool. I love this song. Badass, but um, you know what though? This is actually one of my favorite songs. It goes through my head on a daily basis. It's from about 1986, also from a movie called Legal Eagles. And it's one of it. I don't know why it's the bass line or something. The melody of this particular song, which nobody thinks about Rod Stewart anymore, this particular song, but I think it's the best song he's ever done. You know it? Fantastic. No, I've only been listening to two Rod Stewart songs on repeat. Listen to this. What song is this? It's called Love Touch. Love Touch? Listen to that bass line. It goes, it comes around again. And I like the uh, steel drum as well. It's the uh, it's the verse that I like more than the chorus. In this. It comes up again. Listen to the second one. It's, it's so good. I, I the chorus isn't as good as the first part. The first, the first, the first, the first, the second verse. Here it comes again. It's just so great. I don't know. I like it. Rod Stewart can heal all wounds. <laughs> Agree. Here it goes. Good stuff, right? And you know, had you ever heard that song before? Never. Really? Yeah. I know. So you only know two Rod Stewart songs. You're saying? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's really funny. But you love Rod. So you only know a twist in the night away. Well, that's not. No, you probably know a different because that's not even his I know, song. I know Sam Cooke's twisting. Right. Right. And but you know, uh, some guys have all the luck. And Baby Jane. And Baby. J- and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so you had never heard Tonight I'm Yours before. No. You had never heard. Did, did you do you agree that that opening is unbelievable? Like I don't know what instrument that is, but isn't that awesome? I love it. What instrument is that? <laughs> what it's is like, that? It's not an instrument. It's like digital. Yeah, stuff. it's like digital. Well, he was going into the eighties at that point. It's like a one of those keyboards that and makes noises. Would, and you had never heard that song before. That's so funny. Yeah. But you like it though, right? I love it. Yeah. It's like I'm not ready to hear. All that he has to offer, I'm still on the first two songs. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, he has, uh, you know, some more. He um, has some more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to see if I had a... Uh, oh, yeah, I asked you all that. Uh, we did pretty good. Oh, you know, <laughs> just one last thing. That, that night we were together, we took a picture together, all of us. I was actually asked to Photoshop your, your, you out of the picture. Oh, my God. Yeah. By who? Russ? By everybody. Yeah. But... Uh, so I'll okay, this is partially your fault. You should have never invited. Yes, no, me. that was my fault. We've, we've agreed on that. I'm sorry. I got excited. You seem so cool. This is before the incident, and I just was like, "Why don't you come with us?" I don't know. You know, it's a, it seemed like a, the more the merrier kind of thing. But um, you know, and and I had to apologize to the guys in the sense that yeah, I guess I ruined our dynamic as well. It, I, I took a lot of shit for it, too. It's not just your fault. It wasn't your fault at all, actually. Yeah, I know. Case. Well, you're making me feel worse about it. So do you think that there's any way, subconsciously, or maybe consciously, that you did that thing to me because you were angry at me for putting you in that situation? Is that at all possible? That perhaps you did read the signs, and maybe that's why you tore me a new ass? You know? Wow, uh, that is a great question. That's an angle I haven't heard. Yeah. That's a great question. Maybe I did do that. Because you say you don't usually do that. No, I don't do that. So ever. maybe there is something to that. Maybe you're like, you know what? He fucked me, and, and now I, I'm I gonna know, fuck him up. I know that night you thought that I just go around doing that to guys. Well, of course I did. And I honestly, I told Chris. Well, why do I like, get so lucky? Like I told Chris, I'm like, I, I, I honestly don't do that to anybody, and I just felt like I had to take advantage of that whole situation. And maybe subconsciously, you're right. Yeah. You know what? My subconscious mind is very strong. Well, see, that I can... My subconscious that mind I can respect. Has, <laughs> has, like, muscle power behind it. So, you're right. That's why I did it. We can stick because with I that. W- I was mad at you. I was mad at you, okay? I think we could just conclude that we're both irritating people. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. You okay. That, like, some... Like, people can only handle us in small doses, I feel like. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, yes. That's why living in Florida works for me. Yeah, that's a really lucky break. I'm not here in New York every single day like everybody else is here. This is why I don't go down to the cellar often. And I would just annoy people because, like, I laugh loud. And if people aren't in the mood to hear laughter, if they're having Uh, a bad day, my my laugh annoys them. People either like my laugh or they hate it um yeah. when i'm on Artie's podcast i laugh a lot i mean he really makes me laugh and it's genuine and i'm a very very good audience but a lot of people don't like my laugh and it's a loud <laughs> you know like that like a joker laugh and if you're not into it people have told me they've tweeted and they're like i don't know if i care for just guys laugh or not but a lot of people do like it a lot but it's sincere and yeah. it's real especially on Artie's show he makes me laugh more than anybody and you know i, I laugh like that with a tell on the phone sometimes you know I've always wanted a friend like him, even though I, you know, I hate him sometimes. But to have a friend that calls you on the phone and makes you laugh that hard, I always wanted that when I was a kid. Like I'm like, wouldn't it be funny if you could laugh? I saw a Dick Van Dyke show once. Do you do you know that show? Mm-hmm. Where he was on the phone with a buddy. I don't know if you ever watched the show, but you've heard of it, right? Yeah. He's on the phone with his, you know, right of this guy, and but you don't see him. You just hear him on the phone. He goes, "Hey, buddy." I always remember this. Hey, buddy, what are you doing tonight? And he goes, and he, and he just responds, <laughs> well, after your flood, Grand Central Station. Like, it wasn't even that funny, but he was making him laugh, and he goes, 
<laughs> well, after you clean it up. And I'm like, God, that would be good. I can't even imagine that I would have a friend that would make me laugh that hard on the phone. And then, you know, when I met Atel, I mean, we were friends for so, so long. And I remember back in the 90s, um, I was at a comedy, we were at a Catch a Rising Star, and I used to hang out there all the time. And I had a girl sleeping over, and he would always call at 3 or 4 in the morning, and I'd always pick up. And I'm like, hello. You know, and there was a girl in the bed. I can't even imagine what she was thinking because I pick, I can't imagine a girl being with you and just, oh, this is what you hear. Hello? <laughs> like at three in the morning, just like, because she doesn't know what's happening on the other line, you know? Yeah. And she's just like, hello? Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> she's like, well, who is that? It doesn't matter. It's like, you know, I mean, it's just, um, I don't know. It's kind of like a dream. It's also a nightmare. Because <laughs> he's, you know, a little tough sometimes. Anyway, Esther, uh, All right, again. You lost me there. Yeah, I can see. <laughs> so you're, uh, you're, you're now, now the high is kicking in. Um, you have these dates November 11th, December 31st. Do you have anything else you want to. Uh, Esther, Koo and the Gang, your lovely podcast, which has a lot of listeners. A lot of listeners. I got three or four. So I how hope you didn't you don't waste have your more, time. How come you don't have more listeners? My show is weird. It's not a product. When people go to your show, they're going, they're like, Esther's cool. She's funny. She's also sexy. Um, she gets high. You know, mine is all over the place. Like, for instance, today we've had a nice conversation. I but most of the time I talk about television ratings. I think although it's hard for a woman to think of herself as sexy. Well, I, I agree with that. But so, like, you know, your but I your listeners do. Levels, like, I. I don't like believe it, you know, sometimes. But your listeners do. So, you know, that's the, when you, you talk about sex, you talk about having sex, you talk about dildo sex. I mean, you know, guys will do, I'm not, I'm not saying that's all you do. I'm just saying, I mean, that is a sexy part of your show where at least people know what they're getting when they go to it. For me, nobody knows. I mean, we could be talking about musical theater you know, one I day. We talk about the I need Tonys. to write more clean material. Uh, well, that's probably true, just to for television purposes, I suppose. But yeah, because all of my stuff is so raunchy and disgusting. It is because that's how <laughs> I think, though. I know, and I know. You really, are the real deal. It's not it's like really you're hard. pretending to be somebody else on stage. Yeah, well, but it's at really least hard. at the opening when you pretend not to talk English, which is kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, next week, I'm. Uh, I've been trying to get this uh, writer on who um, hates UNICEF who writes for the Post. And um, in two weeks, I'm having Sarah's sister on, actually, Susie Silverman, who's a rabbi. Oh, wow. So the podcast is all over the place. And we're, d- and we're talking about international adoption. Yeah. So the podcast is all over the place, and that's probably why I don't have a lot of listeners. I saw Sarah Silverman um, when she had her movie debut, Jesus oh. is Magic, in Brookline. Oh, 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 that movie debut. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, Do you remember when she had that movie? Sure, of course. No, yeah. I, I, was I, went there to, for the... I went to see her. I remember seeing her. Yeah, I guess she I w- like introduced the movie. And it was yeah. in Brookline, Massachusetts, which oh, is a big Jewish town. Right. Right. Well, it's also it was, where, it was around really where she's from. Because she well. was there. Yeah. Well, she's not from there, but well, she's from New Hampshire. It's New yeah. England. Yeah. So it was really exciting. Everybody was so excited. I'm sure they're always. I excited. sat. I sat in the front row. You did. Did you yeah. introduce yourself? No. Have you met her before? Yeah, she's always been really nice. Yeah. I did a show at Eastville Comedy Club when Todd Berry was there once. Yeah. And. I w- Sarah went up and then I went up and Todd told her to like stay and watch my oh, set. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And my friend Leo was back in the room. Leo Allen? No. Uh, Leo something else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that guy. <laughs> and, 
<laughs> and uh yeah and so she my friend leo was like oh my god she was laughing at everything you were saying i was like no way oh that's good yeah and then i bumped into her at the friars club before um when she had another movie thing oh well maybe i was there with you was that that um that movie with porn? her and a guy yeah ben schwartz yeah i was there that night were you there? yeah i was totally there because todd was there too right yeah. yeah, that was the night that um, Sarah's manager said she doesn't want to have anything to do with Todd anymore. Uh, yeah, so remember. <laughs> Todd Berry? Yeah, because he's annoying. Um, I mean, we all love him, but uh, <laughs> but yes, I was there. It was called uh, Peep World. Mm, yes. Was it? Yes, yes. I don't know. I'd have to see the cover. It was the, the movie premiere at um, the Friars Club. I was definitely there, and you were, you were definitely there that night. How I, do you know I was there? Because I know that's the night that she, that's the only time she's ever had a premiere at the Friars Club. People world was with uh, Ron Rifkin, um, this guy Ben Schwartz. I think his name is Ben Schwartz. Good-looking Jewish guy. He young, remember he had the erection. He had the erection because he took uh, some yeah, pill yeah, or yeah, something yeah, he couldn't yeah. get rid of, and his assistant helped him. That's the movie, yeah, right? Yeah, you were there. Yeah, I was totally there. I remember, I remember the movie really well too. The father they had uh, problems with their father while waiting for, in line for the bathroom. Well, I was with by her side the whole time. I'm not allowed to talk to anybody else when I'm with her. I'm terrified of her. Oh really? No, but it's kind of <laughs> but it's kind of like that though. I I have to concentrate on her. Yeah. And so yeah, I probably it's it's weird. Yeah. Um, you know, I get she. I mean, she. You know, I I, I do talk to other people, but um, I don't know. I don't. I probably don't go to the bathroom when I'm with. Like I get I get nervous. You know. Right. Wow. Well, because also it's her night too, so yeah, I don't so want to do anything to. I mean, it really is her night. We're there for her. So then you also don't want to be rude. And I do have a tendency to make it about me. And I try not to do that, you know, on those occasions, no matter who it is, whether it's Atel or her or Jeff, anybody who is their night, I try, you know, not to be stupid and annoying. So she never finds you irritating? Of course she does. <laughs> we haven't talked for like two years at some point, you know, like, I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're always best friends forever. Sometimes but. you take a break. Yeah, well, that yeah. was a horrible break, but everything's back to normal now. We love each other again, and oh, it's, it's the best. And actually, I think we're at the best point we've ever been at. Awesome. So, but we love each other. We've known each other for, for twenty-five years now, I think, or so. Wow. We met in nineteen ninety. So, how long is that? I don't know. Twenty-six years. Twenty-six years. Twenty-six right? years. Yeah, it's Amazing. crazy, right? But I know everybody that long. You know, I've yeah. known Kevin that long. I mean, I mean, how weird is it that I know Kevin before Sarah, and then, I mean, Kevin. Again, it's just I just think he's way badass and cool because it's like, you know, Kevin took Sarah's virginity, right? Right. So That was so funny when she was like he was like, "Are you a virgin?" because there was blood, and she's like, "No, are you?" <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's when she was writing her book and she's, you know, goes up to and and the book is she's like, "I dated Kevin took my virginity and then... Well, because I read about Kevin Brennan before I ever met him. From her book? Yeah. Right, right. So she's writing this thing and then he was like, he was really mean to me and she, she's like, why would you treat your girlfriend? that way? Like, you're not my girlfriend, you fucking cunt. You know, like whatever. Like that's what he said to her, right? Back in 1990. <laughs> so then she goes, hey, I, I wanted to... So she goes, she's like, I wrote him a letter, an email to say, hey, do you mind if I tell that story in the book? And he wrote back, and this is only like five years ago, he wrote back, I don't give a shit what the fuck you do, you cunt. You know, <laughs> like he's, and and that technically that would that would support that would help his career if she would even talk about it now. He doesn't give a shit. It's amazing. You have to love the consistency. You have to, you have to love it. You gotta respect it. Yeah. And that is uh cool. So Let's, that um, also binds us. Yeah, I agree. Our love for uh, Kevin Brennan. Let alone uh, this song. 
That's a lot of drumming. And that's our show for tonight. Esther, I can't even thank you uh, enough for thank you for coming all the way up here. I know it's a little out of the way. And um, thank just, you for uh, having me and for talking to me after I was mean to you. Although, in my defense, my subconscious mind was just getting revenge. Well, I worked that out, so it's going to be okay for you. So. <laughs> but uh, no, you know what? This has been really fun. This flow. We talked for a long, much longer than I thought we would. Um, I don't know. I was now having a good time. Now let's see if the Cubs won. Right. Now it's uh, exciting. Or lost. Either way, it's going to be exciting. Do you really care? I mean, I mean are you always going to be a Chicago fan? I mean, it's exciting. Yes, of course. So you root for them and the Marlins? No, the Cubs. <laughs> no, I know. I mean, you know, they're all talking about the Cubs and Cleveland, you know, that out of the drought. But I don't think the Marlins have won a World Series since 2003. So that's <laughs> pretty. That's what I'm going to tweet tomorrow. Uh, anyway. It's not 108. <laughs> okay. No, I know. But uh, Esther, thank you so much for coming. Um, what do you got going on? Anything? Uh, Anything we should know about? Uh, I don't know. All right, it doesn't matter. Coup in the gang. <laughs> you do a weekly one, right? Yeah, Coup in the gang. I just had Lenny Schultz on my podcast. I saw that. I, you know, nobody cares. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you have to listen to my episode. Uh, with I, Lenny? I call you. No, with my Oh, friend, I will. With Aiko Tanaka. I talk about you. Oh, um, who the hell is that? She's a Japanese comedian. Yeah, no, Coast. I knew that. But uh, does she talk good English? Because I used to know this speaks, other one. She speaks broken. I mean, not broken, but she has an accent. Oh, she does. Yeah. But you, um, your episode is called. I hate Dave Jessica because there's no. a lot of episodes. There's the ironically Jewi- a lot the of The Jewish Eeyore falls through a trap door. Wait, that was about me? Yeah. I saw that list. That's me? <laughs> I'm the Jewish Eeyore. Son of a. I had no idea. I was like, that sounds stupid. I wonder who that poor dude is who's that. Wait, that guy's going to get a ribbing. You're, well, now I'm totally going to listen. You're a real live Eeyore. Uh, well, it's true. I am. Hello, Pooh. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I guess I'll put my tail on again. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I am. Good call on that. Anyway, Esther, thank you so much for coming. You were delightful today. Thank you. And um, I guess everybody will see you next week on the podcast after Election Day. Who are you hoping to win? Trump? You love Trump, right? I do not love Trump. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you next week on the podcast, everybody. Bernie. <laughs> this is the Dave Jones Show. See you next time. <laughs>